0: Folks, that music gets me going every single time I hear it. I'm so glad you decided to tune in today. Welcome back to the Red River Rising. We have been getting into the book of Job here and really getting in depth and tearing it up a little bit. I'm Pastor Mike along with uh, author Rick Salceda. And Brother Rick was talking about uh, Job, his friends show up on scene. And uh he gets a, a little accusations thrown his way. And uh I think we're looking at how Job responded last time from friend number one. And I'm not even going to try to say his name. But but Rick, uh, go ahead and get us started today, brother. Okay, so now Bildad, um friend number two. Yeah, I could have said Bildad. Now that one I could have said. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um he uh
1: it, he now steps up to speak. Um last time it was uh Eliphaz, and now Bill Dad speaking. And it's in Job chapter eight, verses one through three, and he says or the, and it says, then Bildad the Shuhite answered and said, how long will you speak these things and the words of your mouth be like a strong wind? Does God subvert judgment or does the Almighty pervert justice? And then in chapter or verse six it says, if you were pure and upright, surely now he would awake for you and prosper you and prosper your rightful dwelling place. So Bildad is saying, um, You know, Job is saying, yeah, God's doing these things to me, but I I haven't done anything wrong. You know, this doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. God, why are you doing this? And so Bildad uh, is saying, well, how long are you going to speak these foolish things? Um, you know, God doesn't subvert judgment. The Almighty doesn't pervert justice. And those are true statements, but it's all on the, the, uh, false premise that those bad things came from the hand of God when they really came from the hand of Satan.
0: And they were deserved bad things as well
1: right yeah Yeah. and um so here bildad is asserting again that job is afflicted because he's wicked you know and so he's trying to get him to to confess you know repent and confess you know and get his his uh, life uh reset uh with right standing to god because he says surely now he would awake for you and prosper your rightful dwelling place you know, if you were pure and upright. So, you know, he's saying these bad things are happening to you because you're not pure and upright. So straighten out. Right. And uh, in chapter 9, verse 22 through 24 is Job's response to this. And it reads, it is all the same. That is why I say he destroys both the blameless and the wicked. When a scourge brings sudden death, he mocks the despair of the innocent. When a land falls into the hands of the wicked, he blindfolds its judges. If it is, if it is not He, then who is it? Mm. So again, this is just asserting that belief that all things come from the hand of God. Right. You know, and that's based off the truth that God is a sovereign God. Mm-hmm. He's sovereign over all creation. What they don't understand is that God gave dominion to man. Man handed over to Satan, so Satan has a little bit of play on the earth sure. to you know to mess around. And we know that uh, he he's a schemer and he set his heart on. Uh, opposing and rebelling against God and the things of God, you know, and so since humanity was created in the image of God, you know, he, he hates humanity and he's constantly working against our best interests. Absolutely. And so, you know, Job is, Job is speaking here. Um, Now he's kind of like mis. He's saying things that aren't really true about God. He, you know, he destroys both the blameless and the wicked. Well, we've already seen where he refused to destroy the blameless, Mm -hmm. you know, when Satan was trying to manipulate him into uh, afflicting Job. Okay. Now, and this is all, you know, this is gray area. There are times when a society is so wicked, God will send calamity Mm -hmm. as a form of punishment. Or you could look at it as he just pulls back his protection and calamity comes Right, because it's a fallen world that we live in. So, I, you know, you can't say one way is definitely or the other. You know, this is one of those gray areas where, okay, one person might believe strongly that it's from the hand of God. The other one might say, well, he just pulled back his hand of protection and then calamity hit him, you know. Yeah. You, you, you can't really say for certain, and so we shouldn't argue over it. No,
0: I agree. I mean, even if you look at, if you look at, um, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. did God force it on them, or did God know these events were coming, and so God said, "Hey, I'm going to let them transpire and let this happen and send mm-hmm. down the stuff, you know, that comes and destroys them." But yeah. I've got to tell you, I believe in America, we're seeing some of this too. I believe God has lifted His hand of protection on a, on a on a on a on the United States of America that was founded upon the belief of God and the belief of freedom of religion here and mm-hmm. expressing and, 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 and worshiping God. And what we've done now is we've put so many people in office and uh, local all the way up through the national government um, that uh, we've allowed wickedness to penetrate through our country. Mm-hmm. And I believe God is
1: lifting his hand off of yeah. us. Well, can, I, can we sure. lovingly Absolutely. disagree on that? Absolutely. Now, yeah. I believe that the rank and file, the fiber of America... Mm-hmm is still with God, It's wow. God's remnant. Okay. And I believe, especially in the last 20 years, that elections have been stolen. Okay. And it, it's just now come to our revelation that this is what's been going on. And so I don't think we voted these evil people in. No. I think they have stolen the elections to install themselves in. And we we were just, you know, we didn't know it. and And, and now we do know it. And now there's some momentum to push back on that.
0: Well, let me take that a little bit deeper. So these people are in office that are stolen. To, and I, I, I'd actually agree with a lot of what you just said right
1: there. Mm-hmm.
0: But we allow society to get to a point to where this can actually transpire. But prior to them stealing elections, we've allowed the de- degeneration, or de- the digression of the, the household mm-hmm. influence to where, it, you know, if, remember everything from um, teaching God in our homes and in our schools. And now we have a generation or several generations that have come up not knowing or understanding really who God is, Mm. um, what, uh, what, what faith does and can do in a family and what the love of Jesus did for us. And so now we've, uh, we've really created a society where a lot of people are just their own idols. Mm. And I think that out of this stems exactly what Mm. you're talking about.
1: Yeah. I believe Satan has infiltrated the, uh, Institutions of this country, yeah. the political institutions, the entertainment, the educational, yep. um, but that's still, in my view, a small portion of our society. Yeah. Um, now they wield a lot of influence and power over the rest of us, mm-hmm. but um, I do believe God's going to step in and, and set the people free from the corrupt gatekeepers right. that are currently, uh, sh- you know, shepherding. The American people. I and when I say happens. shepherding, I mean, I mean, uh, leadership roles in society. I don't necessarily mean pastors. Right. Right. Um, and I, I firmly believe that, you know, uh, pastor Wilkinson mm. from, uh, up in New York. You uh, remember him? Mm-mm. No. Oh. Well, you have heard the switch in the crossblade? Yes, yes. Nicky Cruz, he was the one that went up to New York and he preached on the streets and Nikki Cruz got saved and yes, yes. and yes, the, so. yep, I think yep, the yep. Uh, was the Guardian Angels came from from his efforts. Mm-hmm. Other people formed Guardian Angels, but I think it was from his influence. Um anyway, he prophesied that there'd come a time when the bars and uh churches in new york would be shut down and then there'd be a great awakening Mm -hmm. okay well i believe that great awakening is what we're experiencing now well lord knows i pray to see it move move swiftly yes yeah and i do believe there's going to be a great end time harvest when god flips everything around i think there's going to be a great you know the emphasis is going to go from worldly to godly Mm -hmm. and there's going to be a great uh i believe revival throughout the whole world and a great end time harvest so that god's house will be full and then i believe the rapture is going to come
0: I yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I won't uh, argue those points at all. Yeah. But but I believe that um, that just as, as it sits right now, and, and you're right. Well, you know, the people have to come to repent. Before yes. any of this happens, people have to yeah. come to re- repent. And, and my whole thing is that if we want true repentance, it has to be taught. because You've got to be able to teach both sides of the spectrum. They've got to know to be able to repent that they've done something wrong mm-hmm. and that they're living wrong. Otherwise, what is there to repent of? If they think that they're doing right, which a large portion of society mm-hmm. thinks that what they're doing is morally and ethically correct when it's in direct violation of what the Bible teaches. Mm-hmm. I mean, because we now are basing good and evil, not based off of a law. And I'm not talking like the condemnation law, but I'm talking about the law that's written on man's heart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That, yeah. you know, is a direct violation of this. So they're saying this is all okay and this is good. This is right when it's completely off the spectrum. So what, what I'm saying is we got to have conviction of repentance starting all the way down into the individual households where we get back to getting to church mm-hmm. on Sunday mornings. We get back to sending our kids to Bible studies. We get back to where parents are praying with their children. Yeah. We get back to teaching our children the stories of the Bible in there, mm-hmm. showing the love of God through those things. And not even our own children, but our children's uh, friends and so on and so forth. When they come to our homes, they need to see something different in these things. And that through that teaching of them will spread again. But it all comes back to the family entity, to mm-hmm. me, in our country, mm-hmm. the way it is because of the freedom that we do have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you teach your children. Now we send them off to college where they're indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. They're, they're no longer taught a, a subject. The education is actually the last thing that the university teaches. Yeah, it's an indoctrination. That's correct. The mm-hmm. educational piece is whether not the morals of right or wrong, it's not their, their position to say. It's not their position to say what freedom or what religion that they need to be teaching. It, it's not. It's not their place to do that. It's the place of the home to do that. They're supposed to be given informational stuff only. Right. Two plus two equals four.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not four is somehow um, less deserving than three because three is an odd number and four is a. Pot, you know what I'm saying? Right. Human, yeah. and, and try to put a spin on it. That's what they've done with all this stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, anyway. so I, I do think, by and large, the fabric of America believes in God, yeah. reverences God. But I do agree with you there is a lot of repentance because they haven't fully surrendered to God. Yeah. So I agree with you there yeah. that there is a lot of repentance required by American society.
0: Yeah. Well, when only 35% of Christians that call Christians say that they believe in heaven or hell, we've got a problem. Yeah. I mean, you know, 35% of self-proclaimed Christians state that they believe that there is an actual heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. That is a sad statistic. So it makes me question, are they really are they really sold out to God? You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Yeah, so. I think that's our biggest challenge in this country. You know, I, it's not the belief in God or the reverence that right. God is is a good sovereign God, right. but being sold out to God. Yeah, yeah. That's our It's to challenge. It's
0: your Lord. It's your Lord and Savior.
1: Right. You know, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah and that's not and i don't mean and i'm and i am i not say that lovingly too um, with compassion um because i've been there loved god knew of god but didn't fear god in that respect um and i don't mean fear like he's going to kill me like this kind of yeah, reverence, a deep reverence, reverence. Fear. that's yeah. exactly right yeah. that um you know he's so 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 mighty and powerful i'm in all we've burned up a lot of time with just our own little thing here all <laughs> right rick go ahead continue on all
1: right so um in job's final statement that i, I read. Um, He said, if it's not God doing these things, then who is it? You know, so they didn't realize that Satan had dominion on the earth and that he had, you know, power to inflict. You know, they just thought it all came from the hand of God. Right. And then, uh, Zophar, the third, friend number three speaks up in Job chapter 11, uh, verses four through six and he says, For you have said, My doctrine is pure, and I am clean in your eyes. But, oh, that God would speak and open his lips against you, that he would show you the secrets of wisdom, for they would double your prudence. Know, therefore, that God exacts from you less than your iniquity deserves. Okay, now, again, you know, they're speaking partial truths here. You know, Zophar is saying, Oh, I wish God would would convict you, like we're talking about, the Holy Spirit convicting. I wish he would enlighten you. To your foolishness, you're blind, you know, this is only happening to you because you're a wicked, but wow. you refuse to see it. Um, but he does say a, a true statement when he says, God exacts from you less than your iniquity re- deserves, because God is merciful and compassionate. Mm-hmm. And look at us, you know, yeah. God has given us a way of salvation when we deserve eternal damnation. Mm-hmm. So he does exact from us less than what we deserve. Yeah. You know, and when we do deserve punishment, what's God's first step? Come, let us reason together. Mm-hmm. You know, let, let's talk this out. Change your mind. Change your attitude mm-hmm. versus the lightning bolt. Right. You know, so he does exact from us less than what we deserve. There's that mercy being displayed. Right. Right. Yeah. right. And Job uh, uh verses 14 through 15 says, If iniquity were in your hand and you put it far away and would not let wickedness dwell in your tents, then surely... You could lift up your face without spot. Yes, you could be steadfast and not fear. So basically he's saying, repent, you know, put your wickedness aside and then, you know, you'll have peace of mind and you'll have a blessed life. And Job's response to uh Zophar is in chapter 12, verses one through four. He says, then Job answered and said, no doubt you are, you are the people and wisdom will die with you. So now he's kind of mocking them. Right. Um, but I have understanding as well as you. I am not inferior to you. Indeed, who does not know such things as these? So he's basically saying, you, you know, he's mocking them. Boy, you guys are all that in a bag of chips. Right, right, you know? right. And, and when you die, all wisdom will be gone. Um, but he's basically saying, everybody knows these things that you're saying. Mm-hmm. And in verse 14, he says, I am one mocked by his friends who called on God and he answered him, the just and blameless who is ridiculed. Mm-hmm. So you know Job's crying out what he believes his position is he's being mocked by his friends and he's call he calls on God and and God in the past has answered him and he, and currently he's a just and blameless one who's being ridiculed
0: well listen I got to tell you I mean really examine his friends for a second how good of friends are these? Right. I mean, if they really were as good of friends as maybe they think they are, they would probably be just as perplexed as Job was. Right. Like, why is this really happening? Let's look yeah. at this from a different, Job, we know you. We know what you're doing, man. I, th- th- what's going on? You know what I mean? Right. Not from a standpoint of accusation. So I got to tell you, you need to be careful on who you, who you surround yourself with.
1: Right. I'm sure they were wealthy mm-hmm. noblemen. Um, and along with that comes pomposity. Yeah. And uh-huh. they were being judgmental towards him. That's exactly right. That's
0: what I see in a lot yeah. of that conversation. Of course, it continues on, but that's what yeah. I see with it.
1: Now, I, I, I love that verse 4 mm-hmm. there in chapter 12 because I think that's a type and shadow of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because mm-hmm. if you read it, I am one mocked by his friends. Mm-hmm. Jesus came to his own and his own received him not. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Who called on God and he answered him. The just and blameless one who was ridiculed, yeah. you know, when he was on the cross, yeah. you know, he was ridiculed, yeah. but he was just and blameless. So I really, you know, that verse just jumps out at me, you know, even Joe. So even though Job is uh, professing it, right. it just, it just cries out to me, Jesus Christ, Jesus I, Christ,
0: Jesus Christ. I would say that they're parallel both yeah. in, in statement and uh, future reality. Right. Of events. Yeah. 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 Jesus. I agree.
1: Yep. Praise God. Yeah. So this same back and forth occurs between Job and his friends all the way through chapter 31. Wow. Okay. And, um, so next I want to get into how to respond to people who throw false accusations against you. But if you want to, if you want to hear those verses and that discussion, you'll have to join us next time because that's all we got for today. So, so. until then, prepare your heart for the coming revival. Thank you. Amen.